Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Addicted to Growth podcast. I am your host, Jean Richard. Now, today, you are in for an extremely special treat. Today, we are welcoming to our community, Monica Macias. Monica is a woman of God that loves and adores her children. After experiencing a traumatic event in December 2020, she took time out to isolate and find herself and her identity. This event caused her to realize that she really had no idea on who she was, and she's focused her journey to creating a relationship with God. As she challenged herself to change her mindset, she figured out her purpose in this life and began to help others in becoming the very best version of themselves. Monica is a speaker sharing her story in hopes that others will take the leap of faith and, quote, do it afraid. Monica is the co-host on the Stay Strong, Stay You podcast and is an international best-selling author. She's partnered with Becca Boston on Stay Strong, Stay You and assists in helping individuals within the private community giving their pain a voice. Monica recently took a huge leap of faith to focus her energy on fulfilling her purpose and launched her business, God's Will Designs. Monica also holds a leadership role with her church, I Belong Christian Family Church. So waiting is put aside. Monica, welcome to the Addicted to Growth podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, Jean. I'm excited to be here. It's an honor to be here. You know that I love and adore you so much. I'm super proud of you. So when you asked me to be a guest on your on your podcast, I couldn't resist. I definitely want to be here to support you in any way possible because you have been my soul sister since day one. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much to me, Monica. You know, I love you as well. Um. Now, with this introduction, you know, we, I discussed traumatic events and um, there was something that occurred in December 2020. Can you, let's start off with that, telling the listeners, um, what was that traumatic event? You know, what was that turning point then? It, it really seems like that's the staple of this turning point in your life, December, 2020. It really was a turning point um, in my life. So even in the months leading up to the event, <clears throat> I had been in a relationship for over five years and God had been telling me that I needed to just get out of this relationship. Um, and what I learned after the fact is that those those feelings I had in my gut were God's running waters telling me what I needed to do. And I didn't do it. Um, I didn't want to get out of the relationship. Like I felt like I could um, help this person, right? Or that the relationship could grow from where it was at. Mm. Um, but then um, 
you know, I had had foot surgery and it really opened my eyes a lot about the relationship. And so I really started to stand up for myself. I was in the, the relationship was dealing with a narcissist. And so um, sharing my emotions, sharing my feelings was an absolute no, because it gets shut down. That that wasn't an option or in some way me feeling the way I was feeling was my fault. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I started to stand for myself and, um, you know, there was an issue with, with finances and things like that. And it was like, Monica, like, what are you going to do to get us out of this? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. Like I'm not. Um, so the day after I, I turned 40 on December 14th of 2020, um, what should have been, a milestone in my life, right? I'm excited about being 40. Um, you know, he had forgotten it was my birthday. Oh. I, I didn't get anything for my birthday. I didn't even get a happy birthday on my birthday. Oh. Um, and so that day just didn't go the way I had envisioned it to go, right? That evening, I was so upset. You know, when he arrived home, I was like, I like I was in a different room. I... I get to cleaning when I'm upset. Mm-hmm. I don't know about other people, but I'm the kind of person where I'm mad. I start to clean. I wash clothes. I start doing dishes. Like, yeah, just leave me alone. I'm focused. I'm zoned. Um, so that evening, it was just, it was really weird. I really didn't have anything to say. Um, and the next morning, I go to work. And I get a call from a detective telling me that um, I needed to come out to the police station um, because he was being questioned for um, a murder, triple oh. murder, that oh. happened on the day of my 40th birthday. Um, so from that, uh, they searched my home. Um we had a business together, so they seized all of the vehicles. Um, I got interrogated for like eight hours and um, I got thrown in the back of a police car. Um, U.S. Marshals came in and arrested him um, on a warrant for murder. Um, And so... Even in the days after that, of course, the first day was like like the shock, like, oh, my God, what just happened? Right. What just happened? What am I going to do now? Um, Financially, I I wasn't afraid in that area because I was the one paying, you know, 90 percent of the bill. You were used to it already. Used to it already. Yeah. Um, I did not realize I was going through what I was going through when I was going through it. Until Mm -hmm. now that I can reflect back on everything that I experienced in that relationship, I really wish I would have listened to God when he was telling me Mm -hmm. to leave, right? That me kicking him while he was down was not about me being a bad person. Mm -hmm. It was about maybe teaching him a lesson at that moment. And I didn't see it that way then. Um, But even in the days after that, in trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now? I've been, a, I, I've never been by myself. Mm. And I don't mean by myself because I was always in a relationship. No, I, I hadn't been by myself since I was 19 years old. I had my daughter when I was 19. Wow. And so as a mom, I was, you know, everything for my children. And then I got married and I had another child. And yeah. when I got out of my marriage, I was in this relationship. 
So I never was by myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so here I was um, for the next three weeks in a house by myself. Jeez. Right? And even in choosing what meals to make that night at night, like Mm -hmm. I had absolutely no idea because I had never shopped for myself. Wow. Meals were always made based off of what they wanted, Mm -hmm. what everyone in the home wanted, what decisions they wanted. Um, So I did, I did a lot of, um, you know, just trying to figure out what it was that Monica wanted, what it was that was going to make me happy. Who is she? What does she like? Um, And I could not answer those questions. I could not, you couldn't, I could tell you what my favorite color was, um, but that was about it. That was about it. And about, I think it was like four days after that happened. um, I was on the phone with my sister and, you know, she had been sending me scriptures for those those few days leading up to that. And that was when I had finally decided, you know what, like, regardless of the outcome, you know, which was something my sister just kept reminding me, regardless of the outcome, regardless of what happens, whatever comes of this, like, you have to understand that God is doing something in your life because of it. Like, you have to take this as a learning experience. And this is your opportunity to grow from it. Right. And so that's what I did. I dropped down to my knees and I was like, God, I surrender. Like I am yours. I am whatever it is that you need me to do. I am here for you. Right now. I did not understand exactly what that meant when I did that because Mm -hmm. I got in survival mode. I went to God in survival mode. Like, God, I need you to tell me what I do next. Mm -hmm. What do I do next? Like, I need you. I need you to help me. I need you to help me get through this. We tend to go to God when we need him the most. Yeah, when and, we're desperate, huh? When we're desperate. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, we really don't understand the power of what God is trying to do in your life until after the fact, you know? But if you can take the moment to praise him and thank, thank him and be grateful for what you have right now, yeah. You know, you won't have to come to him in survival mode. He'll already know what your needs are and he will provide them for you before you even need them. Wow. Praise God for your sister, huh? She was just in your ear with those scriptures and exactly what Monica needed. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So with, you know, going back to, the arrest and these charges. I just, I can't imagine. It sounds basically like he was living a double life. You know, I've had a lot of people, a lot of people say that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what I've learned in the last two and a half, three years is that there's always still good in people. Yeah. Right. A lot of times we make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes those mistakes are so far fetched that the consequences of those choices, you have to face them, right? Um, Because none of us are perfect, Mm -hmm. right? So 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he was a bad person. He he was he was he was a good good guy. Um, a lot of people thought that um, that I was the best thing that had happened to him because you know he was on a right track and those kind of things. Um, because we all have past. We've all done stupid stuff in our past. We've all um, made mistakes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. So whether or not what happens from, you know, his arrest, you know, it's like I said, which is where my whole, my whole, the whole name of my business came, came into effect. Right. Right. It will be God's will. God's will. Yeah. Whatever God decides will happen, will happen. It is beyond anyone's control of what's going to end up happening from that event. Yeah. And I think your outlook on that, it's just, it takes so much strength for you to say, I'm not going to talk bad about him. He is a good guy. Because I can't imagine all that pain and that hurt that you felt at that moment, your home being bombarded, you know, with U.S. Marshals and your belongings gone through, your vehicles, just everything you know, you just must have fit, felt so violated. And I, I just, and it's so beautiful how you can sit here and say, you know, everyone makes bad choices, you know? And I just, that is so loving and godlike. That's beautiful, Monica. Yeah, John, I, I did. I did have those, those feelings. Mm -hmm. I was angry. I was angry at first, angry, everything that I have worked for to allow for somebody else to, um, bring a bad name on me. Like I was worried about those things, right. In those yeah. moments, like, like, like my background in criminal justice, my, where I worked at all of those things, like this was not supposed to be a part of my life or my story. Yeah. yeah. And I was angry. I was angry. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm telling you, God, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he made me realize he made me uh -huh. realize that it wasn't about me, that I could not be selfish in thinking about how it hurt me or how angry I was that there was so much more to this situation right. than, than me. Right. It's more of a lesson mm -hmm. than the, the hurt emotions. Look right. for the solution now. You know, what, what did God teach me? Right. Wow. And so, you know, one of, one of the biggest things that I tell people is even when, when, when you're in a situation where it's requiring you to respond, you have to learn to disconnect the emotion mm -hmm. because when you respond from an emotional place, you're going to respond incorrectly. There's going to be an adverse effect to that. If you learn to remove the emotion with your response, you will have a response that is more effective to what the situation is. I love that. And it's so true. It's something I'm 
still working on, but I have gotten a lot better. But I do remember you saying something about that in the past. And that is so, is there a specific name for that? Or you just said it's emotional response? Yeah, I don't know with, if there's a name um, for it or not. Mm -hmm. um, but what I have learned in the in the last two and a half years is um, the reason we respond the way that we do is because of our emotions. Mm -hmm. Of yeah. our emotions, even in in anything that you do, if you feel like you love someone unconditionally and they don't respond in the way that you expect, you get angry. Why? Because I've done all of this for you, or I've shown you how much I love you, and all of. Okay, right. if you remove that. Yeah. You remove that part of it, and you say, you know what? That was how I expressed my love. Yeah. That person may not express their love in the same way. Exactly. And they may not receive it the same way that you give it. Mm -hmm. You start removing the emotion of, of the situations and you start to understand like what, what is it really worth getting mad? What, what the energy that you put into something or that anger, mm -hmm. that all of that stuff. I mean, it's, it's an energy that's not necessary. Yeah. And then of course, most times what happen is you yell, you scream, the louder you get, the less people listen. Like those are all things that we have to um, work on. If you want to have effective communication, you have to be able to just really express the the truth, the fact this is what this is how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. This is how it made me feel, and you can't you can't change. You can't tell me I didn't feel that. Yeah, because it was what I felt. Right. Um, but they they may or may not understand how you felt. Is this something you've always really done or is this something that you've learned? It's definitely something that I learned. Okay. It's definitely something that I learned. I love yeah. it. And it's, it's crazy. God will put you in the places you need to be and mm -hmm. around the people you need to be around. Right. So you mentioned earlier, I am a member of the I Belong for Christian Family Church. I yes. met Pastor Jay through Clubhouse. We started a virtual church. We now have um, a home base out of Houston, but he teaches an emotional series, right? Mm -hmm. He teaches an emotional series that really gets you to understand so many different emotions that we experience, mm -hmm. right? Being underappreciated lust, um, just those that anger that just yeah. the things that people don't understand how to treat mm -hmm. when they're in certain situations. And that is what has helped me understand. And as we went through that series, like I, it was confirmation for me because I understood I was growing. I was, I had, those were the things that I was starting to see in my life and how it was changing in my life. So it, it's the emotion will, will put you in some bad situations. Right. Well, that definitely sounds like something that everyone needs. So we will definitely put all that information with the church and the show notes, you know, for everybody to, to reach out to and, and 
check y'all out. Now, when this event occurred in December, 2020, mm -hmm. had this awakening, isolated yourself for the next 13 weeks, you know, dropped to your knees, gave yourself to God. Were there things also that you started changing in your life? What steps do you feel that you took to follow God's leading? Were there things in your daily schedule, you know, that you find are very instrumental in who Monica is today? Yes. That you would like to share? Yes. So the very first thing I started to focus on was seeking that relationship with God. So I made it a point every single day to get into my word. Mm. There was always going to be um, time set aside for me to be able to read his word. And as I read more of his word, the closer I got to him, it was, it was months before I understood what it meant to hear from God, mm. you know, and to finally say, I heard from God. I heard from God, the more I seeked him, the closer I got, the more of the blessings that I saw, right? Mm -hmm. And it didn't start off as peaceful, right? Okay, because God had to prune me. Mm -hmm. And the things that I had suppressed, trauma that I did not want to face, trauma that I had secretly been um, holding on to that I had never shared with anyone. Mm. He brought it to light and said, you need to talk about it. You need to deal with it. Right. And so I had to, I had to deal with it. A lot of times we don't talk about the things that we went through because we're so afraid we're going to hurt someone else. Mm -hmm. That was the right. reason why I suppressed it, why I kept it a secret and where I thought by suppressing it and keeping it hidden away, Mm -hmm. that I didn't have to deal with it and that it wasn't affecting me. But the reality was, is that it was affecting me. Right. It was doing the opposite. Mm -hmm. It was doing the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so once I started to, um, I was able to talk about being raped, um, wow. I was able to talk about um, having an abortion um, from that rape and, um, you know, just being able to see things again from a different perspective. Mm. Um, and when I thought what I thought people were going to react or how I thought they were going to react, if I had told them back then, mm -hmm. it wasn't the way they responded. Wow. So and, and they were so loving and understanding. And um, the biggest part was my daughter. Um, I never wanted my daughter to see me less than, you know. Um, she knew that I did everything in my power to be the best mom I could for her. On the on on the time in the times that I had money, in the times that I, we didn't have money, all of those you know time periods. Like I wanted her to see that. I was the best mom I could ever be for her. Right. So, you know, I made sure that, um, you know, her father was not a part of her life. I never talked bad about him. I never, um, you know, said anything that could give her any negative judgment mm -hmm. towards him. 
I just always said that, you know, that when the day came, that I hoped that she would have the opportunity to ask whatever questions she had of him and that he would be there to be able to answer those questions for her. Um, I could, I I would only be able to tell her why it didn't work out for me Mm -hmm. and how I felt about the situation. Again, never talking bad about him and Mm -hmm. understanding that we all make mistakes. Yes. We all deserve to be loved. Right. And there's always some good in people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. So how did she respond to that? Um, you know, she, she was understanding, you know, she was like, mom, you know, I wish you would have told me. And I was like, you know, I don't think that she would have received it mm-hmm. then like she received it when I told her. Um, but it, it, it brought us closer. Yeah, it brought us closer. She, she got to see who I really was who my mom really is. And it wasn't that she had any ill feelings towards me. Mm-hmm. She actually was super proud, super proud to say that's my mom, right? So the very first time that I publicly talked about what I, my trauma and what I went through, mm-hmm. um, she was there, she was present. And uh, so she, she knows that what I'm doing now is what I'm supposed to be doing because I am so happy. I am full of joy. Like I, I get to give her even better advice, Mm -hmm. you know, and she has a, and she has a different insight because she knows I've experienced more things than she thought I had. Absolutely. You've been there. So it's not just talk and about something you have no idea. Right. Right. You have firsthand experience. Right. Yeah, she's definitely got to be so proud of you, Monica. She that is. is that takes such strength to do because, like you said, we we want to be the best role model for our children, and we don't want them to see us less than. But then going through this growth and then showing, you know, to be vulnerable, to be transparent, to share your story. And especially now how you've overcome all these issues, you know, all these events and traumatic situations, it's just, now you're really a role model for the strength and warrior that you are. Yes. (laughs) You know, and then, you know, of course that happened in 2020. Mm -hmm. And then three months later, I joined Rare Breed Academy, right? right? And so that's really where I started to implement different strategies. I started to implement time blocking and my biggest excuse for the first 40 years of my life Mm -hmm. was I don't have time. Yeah. And the reality was, is that I wasn't making time. I wasn't making time for the things that were going to make me happy. I wasn't, I wasn't making time for the things that were going to fulfill my life. Mm -hmm. I wasn't making time to figure out who I was. And so as I started to understand changing my mindset and understand time blocking, I started to wake up earlier. I would get up at three in the morning. I would read my Bible. I would journal. I would work out. I was 295 pounds at the time. And since then, I have lost over 75 pounds. Amazing. You know, 
Um, now, do I have room to still continue to grow? Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that that we we have to get the listeners to understand is that growing doesn't end. Yeah. Growing continues. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. I want to to know that in in my last hours of life that I am some way somehow still growing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you mentioned um, Rare Breed Academy. So just tell the listeners what that meant to you, what it did, mind, body, and soul. It kind of implemented things in your daily life that we were lacking, you know, not paying attention to. Yeah, absolutely. It taught me a lot. It, it, you know, there was so many different exercises and I'm not talking the physical exercise. I'm talking about the mental exercises right. that we experienced during Rare Breed Academy. Um, the, uh, uh, the alter ego. Yes. Right. That yes. alter ego, I had the adverse effect to it. I didn't create someone who mm-hmm. I need that I, that I wanted to be or needed to be. The way I took that exercise is I took my mask off. I took my mask off because when I wore my mask, it was who I wasn't. I wore the mask to mask the pain. I wore the mask to keep my emotions in. Like there was days that I would cry my way to work, put that mask on, go into work. Like I was absolutely superwoman. Right. Like everything's okay. Everything's okay. I was in management. I had to mentor and be there for my staff until they actually started to see that I was a real human being. Mm. Things that they had gone through, I would say, I went through the same thing. I had one employee actually look at me and say, you actually went through that too? Mm. Like I had, like I wasn't a real person. Right. Sure. Because I never allowed anyone to see that side of me. I did not allow anybody to see me vulnerable. I did not allow anybody to even believe that I had experienced any form of trauma. Mm. You know, I wasn't, you know, I, it, it was just not a part of me I, I wanted to share with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so with Rare Breed Academy, I started to shift that mindset. And I mean, literally, I skyrocketed. Mm. I skyrocketed from, um, I think it was in April, we were about a month in, and was the first time I actually got to uh, have a one-on-one with Christine Capella. And um, absolutely love her to death, right? But I hadn't shared my story with anyone. Like no one knew other than outside of my family and my closest friends, what I had experienced in the last four months. So I shared my story with her. And her first thing was, did you tell Trent? Did you tell Jay? And I was like, no, like that wasn't my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal was my own personal growth. Like it wasn't, I wasn't ready to share with the world even then. Yeah. of what I had gone through or what I had experienced. Um, But from that moment, that conversation we had, it was like a turning point. Mm. And it was a turning point because it allowed me to release, 
to a perfectly good stranger what I had experienced. Mm -hmm. And the weight that came off of my shoulders. Wow. Right. The weight that came off of my shoulders, it was like instant. Instantly. And literally, it was grind, 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 grind at that point. Between that, between April and um, the end of the year, like I had gotten connected with, with amazing women for the book. Mm. I had, you know, met amazing people through EYA, like literally one thing after another, the more and more that I shared about what I had gone through, what I had experienced, all of the strategies, all of the tips, door after door after door became to became open. Mm-hmm. I no longer was knocking, waiting for someone to see who I was. Yeah. God allowed all of that to fall into place once I accepted who I was, mm-hmm. what I had been through, that even the trauma that I had gone through, I had learned so much from, had created who I was. Wow. And he was waiting for me to be able to see my own greatness. Right. To, to allow others to see my greatness. Isn't that amazing how God works? <laughs> just all these groups of individuals that can truly understand and just know how to give you the tools necessary. It's like you said, um, you know, you changed your routine, getting up at three, reading the word, living basically now with intentionality you know whereas before we just were always saying we don't have the time you know there's a quote by jay-z the adult version of the dog ate my homework is i don't have time you know so when you live intentionally your whole world changes your whole world changes um now what I want to ask you is a life lesson that you would like to share with the listeners. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing that keeps us from the different opportunities, um, is fear. We're so scared, scared for so many reasons. We're scared. We're scared of failure. We're scared of success. We're scared of what people will say, what they'll think of us. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. We're scared, right? Now, there's absolutely no one. There's no one that can say that they are 100% fearless. Mm-hmm. There is still some sense of fear that lives in you in everything that you do. Now you have two options. You either can stay right where you are, comfortable, living day to day, a routine life. If that works for you, awesome, right? But you take no risks. You may end up dying with major regrets, mm-hmm. right? Or you can be the risk taker, choose to follow your dreams, Figure out what your purpose is, live it out 100% intentionally day by day, regardless of what you experience, right? 
and allow that fear, like I said before, allow that fear to sit in your passenger seat and we ride this road together. Oh, yes. It's, it's like the biggest thing I say, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Don't allow fear to keep you from any opportunity that God presents to you every single day. But we don't jump on those opportunities because of fear or we're expecting to see it in a different um, right. a different way. You know, you want a miracle. Mm -hmm. Right. You're going through something difficult and you want a miracle and you want God because only God can do miracles. Right. Amen. So you're wanting God to do a miracle in your life. Right. But you don't want to take any actionable steps. Yeah, we always say, when this happens, then I can do it. When I have this money saved or or once my child grows up or what, like, yeah, we always put things on hold. Now yes. everything's never going to line up. Perfect. It is never going to align. Mm -hmm. It is never going to align. The, the, that is the very reason that I did not walk out on faith sooner. In mm -hmm. October of 2022 was when God told me exactly what I needed to do. He told me, you need to leave your job. I go to write my resignation letter and I don't leave my job until August mm -hmm. of 2020 or sorry. I got the, I, in 2021, God tells me that. And then in 2022, August is when I finally say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm done. Right. God will put it out ready for you to say, here's your opportunity to walk out on faith. Were my finances where I wanted them to be? No. Were, was everything where I needed to be, where I thought I needed to be secure? Yeah. Was it where it needed to be? No. The reality is, is that none of those things, those things will ever align. Yeah. They yeah. will never align. Mm -hmm. And you will continue to sit comfortably where you're at, never taking action, never having faith that God will be there to support you and provide for you when you walk out on faith. Amen. And you have a beautiful reminder of that, don't you? What's do that? It, do it afraid. I do. I have it tattooed on my arm. Do, do it afraid. I love that so much. And I think of you frequently when I'm a little hesitant. All right, Monica. <laughs> do it afraid, John. Come on. Do it afraid. That's so true. Because when one thing may get better, our finances, who knows what may happen to our health? You know, just we need to just stop. Stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. So what is beautiful? Yeah, I'm sorry. But fear is of of all of those things that we discussed earlier. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of any of those things. Those were all learned behaviors. Mm. Right? Those were all yeah. learned behaviors. You did not, you were not born with the fear of failing. Right. You were not born with the fear of success. You were not you were not born that way. Yeah. Those were things that were instilled in us mm -hmm. that we created these agreements and said, you know what? I'm scared of that. Mm. Yeah. I'm scared. That can be unlearned. It's learned yeah. and it can be unlearned. That's right. That's uh. right. That's right. And I, I tattooed it, the do it afraid, um, as a daily reminder 
that no matter what I'm experiencing, no matter what I'm going through, that even when I don't understand why it's happening, or even when I don't see what could come of it, yes. I can do it anyways. Now that's devotion and that's taking ownership. <laughs> that reminder right there, no excuses. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I admire you for it so much, Monica. Thank you. What? Um, you mentioned a book and a group that, you know, um, how important it is that we are surrounded by others with the same mindset. So um, earlier in intro, I did mention how your international best-selling author can you share with the listeners what book that is and um, what it's about? Yeah, absolutely. So me, along with eight other amazing women, um, some that I had that I had met through an all women's prayer group. Um, and then, of course, I met the publisher and the the editor. I met them through the same prayer group. We were all connected in some way. And I was contacted by them and asked, hey, would you be a contributing author to this book? Absolutely, right? Because at the moment, I almost said no. Mm. Because I was scared. Like, am I ready for this? Like, I doubted myself. Am I ready for this? Somebody's asking me to write in a book. Yeah. Right? Now, that's your story, right? No, no, no. This isn't my story. Okay. Um. But somebody's asking me to to participate in this book. Yeah. And I did not feel like I was ready for it. But in that moment, the conversation I had with the publisher, she said, you know, Monica, she said, I asked God who would be perfect for this chapter. And he's dropped your name in my spirit. Mm. And when she said that, I said, you know what? This is a God prompting. I have to say yes. Like yeah. God is saying, I sent her to you. Now mm-hmm. it's time for you to say yes. So I said, yes. Right. At the spur of the moment, I was like, yes, absolutely. Whatever I got to do. She says, okay. But the, you know, the, the time frames were really, really small. And so she says, can you do it? And I was like, yes. Right. Get off the call. And I'm like, holy crap. What did I sign up for? Right. What did I just sign up for? Yeah. Um, because a lot of these women, they are they are amazing women. Uh-huh. But what this taught me was I was equally as amazing. Amen to that. And so um again, I wrote a chapter in this book. It's called She Chose Him and Screwed Me Nine Reasons for Her Decision. Oh. Um, the book is part of an anthology. First two books were um, a male's perspective. And the third book was a female's perspective. Okay. And so um, we all had different different subject matters. Mine, um, the title of my, and we were given the titles, right? This is your title, run with it. Yes. Right? And of course, my title was like, you're only a baller in the bedroom. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I had to really just um, take that and figure out what it was that I wanted to talk about. 
um, one of the, and again, because it was about relationships, we were all women of God. <clears throat> we all somehow included that um, normal life, normal relationship issues. And my biggest thing was communication. Mm. Most problems in relationships are commun is communication, right? Absolutely. And, then, and then communication in the bedroom. Right. So many don't want to talk about that too. Some, some people don't want to talk about that. Right. Well, based off of the experience that I had gone through previously, I had absolutely no problems getting in there. That's when I knew like God would not have given me this topic if he did not understand based off of what I had experienced, mm -hmm. why it was so important for me to talk about it. It was another gateway for me. It was growing for me. Yeah. You know? All these signs. Yes. So yes, we became international best-selling authors on that book. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. That uh, is awesome. And I will also put in the show notes where our listeners can get a copy of it. Um. And add that to their book collection, which I know I will for sure. Um, I would like to ask you, is there a goal that you're working on right now? And if so, would you like to share that with us? A goal? Yeah, though right now um, I've been working on a devotional. Um, so I have I have written a book. And it's called My First 40. And whether or not the title will change, I don't know. Right. Um, but I'm not ready to put that out yet. Mm -hmm. Part of that is because it does include some things about um, that traumatic event um, mm -hmm. that due to legal legalities just yeah. is not ready to go out yet. <clears throat> but um, because that's kind of my stopping point, what happens on that day. Yeah. It's my next book would be everything that's happened since then and everything that I've gone through in these last two and a half years and the experiences that I've had and the people that I've met. Yes. Uh, so um, because I, I am so faithful and I do put God as a priority in my life, um, mm -hmm. I decided a good friend of mine suggested it. And I was like, you know what? That's a beautiful experience. So I've started a devotional. Um if you put your your true heart into something that you're doing, it should not be easy. Mm -hmm. It should be fulfilling. Yes. And so for me, I've taken a lot of time in creating this devotional because I want people to really understand that I've gone through what, what I, I want to encourage you about. Yeah. And, um, so it does take, it is taking me a little longer. I don't want to just put some notes pages together and then try to publish. Right. I want it to really be something that comes from my heart. Mm. Um, so that is my, my ultimate goal before the end of the year is to really have that devotional, um, completed and, um, and just That's allow for, for God to use me. However, he, he wants to use me. That's great. And I know he will because, you know, I keep up with you and those quotes, those daily devotions that you post. I mean, yeah, it's exactly what we need to hear. Yeah. It's exactly what we need to hear. Um, 
Now I have two little fun questions that I always close with. Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay. What is something on your bucket list and why? Ooh. What's on my bucket list? I've always wanted to visit Paris. That's on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. um, why? Because I'm a hopeless romantic. Oh. Um, <laughs> which is the biggest reason why I am a hopeless romantic. I hope that one day I get to spend um, time in Paris with the love of my life. Um, but that is on my bucket list. Um, traveling more. I, I love to travel. I traveled a lot when I was young. Um, mm -hmm. It was definitely something that my dad um, wanted to make sure that we experienced. So we traveled a lot when I was young. Um, and I've probably visited more cities and more countries than a lot of people ever have, um, even at a very young age. So um, I don't want to quit seeing what the world has to offer. And I really want to just travel and um, just That's be able to experience Yes, all of those different, um, the outdoors, you know, the views, that's what excites me. That brings me so much joy in knowing every morning when I wake up that God created where we are. Yeah. Yeah. God's canvas. That's so Amen. cool. That's so cool. How awesome of your dad to do that. <laughs> that is so, so cool. Yeah. I love traveling too. I didn't have the chance when I was younger. And so now I kind of am the flip side of it. It's like, I need to make up for lost time, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Now, if you could ask one question to anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you ask? It would be Jesus. And I'd ask. I'd ask him if he's pleased with me. Oh. Oh, wow. I'm going to get emotional. Yeah, I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Are you pleased with me? You're so beautiful, Monica. Inside and out. A true child of God. Your views, your outlook the way you look at individuals, the way you forgive individuals, the strength that you have, the, the no excuses, do it afraid mindset. You are a true child of God. And I'm Thank so blessed to know you. I'm so blessed. Thank you. And that who I am today has not always been who I was. You know, I've always had a little heart. I've always had a big old heart. I've always wanted to see the good in people. That forgiving part, mm -hmm. it was hard. It was hard, but that was another piece of my healing mm -hmm. was learning to forgive, okay. learning to forgive and not expecting closure and not expecting a response from people I had forgiven. Um, I had to know that I did do people wrong. And I wasn't there when I needed to be there for certain people. Um, that because they didn't have the same viewpoints I did that, you know, I pushed them away, um, talk bad about them. I wasn't perfect, but God gave me another chance. Yeah. 
God gave me another chance to be able to do those things, to forgive and to love unconditionally, regardless of the pain. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to encourage someone that right now listening may be going through such a difficult time from someone that has hurt them? They feel betrayed, abandoned, helpless. What would you say to help them get through this time and to, you know, look down the road at forgiveness and sooner than later? Yeah. First, I will tell them that their feelings are valid. Their feelings are valid. No one knows what you're feeling but you, Mm. right? But how you get to move forward from it, you do get to change. You do get to decide whether or not you continue to stay bitter and angry towards what happened to you. You have to know that it was not because of you. It was not your fault. Sometimes we go through things because other people how they were raised, what they experienced, um, what they thought or believed was okay. And when you're not the kind of person that was brought up that way or even experienced some of the things that they experienced, you have to know that a lot of times what they did to you was not necessarily intentional. Mm. Not saying always. There are people who will hurt you use you manipulate you and all of those things but when you can understand that it was not your fault your feelings are valid in order for you to be able to move on you have to you have to be able to say I no longer want to be mad at you look who you are now yeah Look what that incident or that trauma or those years of experience has brought you to be. You don't need closure. You don't need someone to know that you're forgiving them. Right? In your heart, you have to forgive them with your whole heart and say, you know what? I will no longer allow them to control my life because that is what you're doing. You're continuing to allow them to control your daily life because you hang on to all of that anger and bitterness. Absolutely. I've even heard something that you're saying this. It reminds me of, you know, you don't have to let them know. You don't have to tell them and kind of what goes along with that. If you do feel you need something physical, write a note as if you're writing it to the individual, you know, I forgive this. I have experienced this and then burn it. You're done with it. You're you're done with that pain. And you know, the hardest part is forgiving family members because those people, a lot of times are still a part of your life. Yeah, sure. Right. And so because we all heal differently, we all heal at different times of our lives. Those family members may not be at a place where they can accept where you are, Mm. right? 
they may still be hanging on to things that you've accepted that, hey, yes, I did that. I apologize. I'm sorry. And for them, it's not enough. Yeah. Right. And so you have to continue to be the person that tries to help them on this journey as well. Yeah. Right. And that's the hard part because a lot of times they don't want your help. They don't think that, you know, that they need your help. One thing I said um, that my pastor said that just continues to stay in my mind is that <clears throat> we miss our blessings, right? Because the people that are sent to help you may not always be the way you envisioned it. It could be the very person that you hurt. Mm. Or you. Oh, our heart, us. Mm -hmm. Wow. But because you're so busy staying upset and bitter at what they did to you, you're not going to allow them to help you. Yeah. You're missing the blessing. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you this. I belong Christian family church. <laughs> Sounds like something we all need to get connected with. <laughs> Pastor Jay is amazing. He's amazing. He's raw. He keeps yeah. it 100 every time. Um, he jokes a lot, but he truly sets out to offend you. Like he's going to, he's going to hurt your feelings because mm -hmm. it's true. Wow. Yeah, I've heard him speak once in person and yeah, he got down in my soul. Let me tell you that. <laughs> he did. Yes, he truly comes from his heart. He is, uh, he loves people, loves, loves, loves people. So, and that's exactly what we all need from a leader of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Monica, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh, want you to share with the listeners for a minute what platforms we can find you on, um, the name of your company, God's Will Designs. Um, what, well, actually, I, let's talk about that for a second. <clears throat> Sorry, God's Will Designs, you stepped out on faith finally august 22nd and open this company and what does god's will designs consist of so um my business its biggest value that is based off of is love um that is going to always be where i come from i'm always going to come from my heart i'm going to love you um and love you right where you are right mm -hmm. And so I made sure that that's what my, my business is based off of. Its biggest value is love. And it is a faith-based apparel and accessories business. You can find tumblers and hats and shirts and hoodies um, that have Christian sayings and scriptures. Um, just definitely clothing and apparel that you're going to be proud to wear, expressing your love and devotion to God. Yes, yes. And you also offer custom I do. I okay. do offer custom designs okay. um, at the moment. Um, if it ever comes to a point where it gets excessive, then, you know, I might have to pull it back. But as of right now, I definitely do custom designs. I'm open to creating designs for you. And then, of course, um, you have ideas and images. I try to, you know, help you out as best I can. I'll give you the best solution. I have different um, different methods. Uh, so it's not all just vinyl. We do DTF. We do sublimation. 
um, best quality that, that we can offer you at the moment. And I can attest, you're an amazing designer. <laughs> I just told you what I was thinking of for my love shirt from Mardi Gras. And it was more than I could have imagined when I received it. It really was. It really was. I'm gonna have to drop some pictures on two of it in the in the notes if I could do all that. And um, so I'll drop that website, all your information, and stay strong, stay you. Y'all have something on Wednesdays, right? Online. We and do. what exactly is um stay strong, stay you and when Wednesday. So on Wednesday nights, live on Instagram, 830 Central Standard Time, we collaborate with the Love Project Collective. You've had David Sledge as a guest. Um, well, we collaborate together and we bring Win Wednesday. And what Win Wednesday is, is we allow for all of our viewers to drop their wins in the comments and we want to celebrate with you. So many times we think that we're not progressing towards our goals or even growing as people because we're not celebrating the small milestones along the way. Sometimes getting up in the morning is, is a small milestone. Yeah. Motivating yourself to do something is a small milestone if you've had difficulty in being able to even accomplish that task. So we want to be able to be there to support you and um, cheer for you and celebrate with you um, with all of your wins. And then what we do um, collaboratively is we share a thought provoking question every now and then we'll have a special guest who um, definitely has the same vision that we do. We want to just spread love and um, talk about mental health and just be authentically who we are. Um, but our thought provoking question is always one of those in-depth, just think, yes. just allows you to think and um, is not just for us. It's a, it's for um, our supporters to actually just think about and tell us what your responses to those questions are, um, because we want to be able to see perspectives from everybody's viewpoint. There is no right or wrong answers to a lot of things. Sometimes you just have to get to the same result. That's right. um, how you do it compared to how I do it may not be the same, but we get to the same result. Ultimately, we just want to celebrate that in your life. I love it. And I really look forward to it on Wednesdays. And a lot of individuals, you know, that are just starting their growth journey have never thought about those thought provoking questions. And so it, it really opens up something, you know, and each week it just, like I said, I always look forward to it because you never know what it's going to touch on and what it's going to pull out of you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just think it's amazing. Um, and I really love when new people join, you know, mm -hmm. adding to the community, but. And then yeah. you can find me, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Monica Macias. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Clapper as I am Monica Macias. I am. And that's it on all platforms. The same thing, right? Yes, ma'am. Great. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Monica, so much for being here. Really, thank really you. appreciate it. I know all my listeners are going to connect with you and you definitely drop some gems today that everyone can use in their life. And um, for the Addicted to Growth podcast community, Thank you so much for joining 
please do not forget to hit follow or subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Until next time, keep growing.